Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There is a guru drop for everything. Yep. Guru Sidey of Vegas. Sidey, yeah. Stiney said the guru yesterday. I was listening on the way in. Almost wrecked. I was in the Chick-fil-A drive-in trying to get some quick food before my nap and the Sixers Warriors came. Stiney said, it's Pepper Holmes. Maybe he's not going to feel the urgency to win this one because he already has two Super Bowl wins. And I'm yelling in my car, uh, Kansas City has a chance to go back-to-back. The first team to go back-to-back since the Patriots 19 years ago. Uh, that's three and five years for Patrick Holmes. That he basically surpasses John Elway for more Super Bowl rings. He's one behind by 10. Are you kidding me? Urgency. The Chiefs want this one bad. They want it bad, Snidey. It's the Super Bowl. Everybody's urgent. Everybody. You know, Magic doesn't have the urgency for this particular finals. <laughs> yeah. Because he's already been there a few times. You know what? The Warriors of 2019 against the Raptors. They, they didn't really care. You know, they had one one two straight. Yay! You know, who cares about matching the Bulls and the Lakers? Like, who, who cares? No urgency. I was laughing, man. I was like, Stein, Stein wants to talk basketball. So when I woke up from my nap, and I'm on the way to NBC, and I got Guru Stein on, they are all in on the Warriors. Here's what I want to Stein was like, I could hear him smiling through the radio. What outfit is Goo wearing in Vegas day one? Oh, my God. I'm lost. I'm out. What I'm sweater out. is that man have on? Guru, for being his age, <laughs> Tress is like such an older man. <laughs> what does that mean? I would run around the studio naked. Like, naked. you know, he's got young man energy. Yeah. <laughs> but he dresses like my dad, man. <laughs> my dad's like 65. He does have the Peanuts collection of sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> the Charlie Brown. Right. <laughs> I shouldn't be talking about fashion or anything like that. <laughs> My man, I'm Goo, fashionable. Man. <laughs> no, you're not, Goo. <laughs> Brianna is. You're not. <laughs> is Goo uh, big at like the craps table or poker or no, blackjack? I don't know. Because he strikes me as someone who would be fun to hit the casino floor with. Whoa. Steiny strikes me as someone who's worked the algorithm of loading the penny slots so that he can get free drinks. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. Yay! I don't know. <laughs> he, he's like, you know, working the senior circuit. <laughs> Tyler Miller. Guru does have that OG Kibble swag. <laughs> you know what I Kibble like what is. If you know Kibble's. <laughs> 
Guru, the only guy. Monday Night Football, Niners Browns 2019. It is about 85 degrees out there, oh scorching God. hot. And Guru's got the Bill Cosby Argyle yeah, sweater the Brooks on. Brother wool sweater on. <laughs> Sweating bullets. Dude. Talk about I'm not hot. Oh, my goodness. Three career farts in my 12 years on air. <laughs> what? Uh, three career farts. Like it's his assist number. Yeah. It's the best part. Let me tell you. Oh well, let me tell you, when it comes to career farts, I may have had three in the last hour. I got not no five, problem laying it. I got, hey, listen, I had no problem laying SBDs on this show. You can't smell them though. They smell like uh, cologne. All right, I know. We're gonna get back into the Niners. It's Super Bowl week. Chanel I'm super cologne. excited. <laughs> when you hit the the floor, when you hit the floor, solo or in a group setting, your choice, you can determine. What are you looking for first? The 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 you know, oh casino, yeah, the casino, the casino floor. floor. Oh well, first of all, you got to walk in there with super swag. Okay, you got to make sure the shades are out. Mm-hmm. You may even have to wear shades indoors. Okay. May have to be that. I'm not mad with that. You just make you, you just strut. You just scan, scan the area. Mm-hmm. All right, who's here? Who's not? Oh, okay, I see. Oh, a little eye candy. Okay, ooh. you see what's going on? Okay, that table. Ooh. Who's at that table? Let me go sit on that table. Shasky didn't change the subject quick. <laughs> well, this is what I look for. I look for the non-smoking roulette table if oh, I'm in a group. There's always going to be smoke. I know, but I'm looking for the non-smoking one because there's usually one Good that's a heavier that. smoker one. Good luck with that. I know. And I'm I'm looking for it. And we're all going to go in and we're all going to put our money on black or red or odd or even. And we're gonna we're all gonna start in a group. Let's go. Let's go black. Let's go. Like nothing. Sometimes more, it works like that. Nothing is more fun than everybody putting money down on the same thing at the roulette table. I love that. <laughs> I love it, but I'm a selfish individual when it comes to money. <laughs> I don't care what you do. You bet our head, you bet our head. I know what I'm doing. And if I win, I'm gonna have all the time. If I win and everybody else is losing, guess what? I'm gonna have the same amount of fun. As if everybody's winning. As long as I'm winning, I'm having fun. Well, I just have fun in casinos right. in general. I, lo- I love casinos. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I love casinos. You bet. You going? You going in there? Uh, I just I, got cash in my wallet for the first time in a long time. Here, here's the thing that I've I've realized about casinos with me is there are certain people that will sit down next to me while I'm at a blackjack table, for example, and I'll know right away. Oh, I got to get up and move. I can't have you sitting next to me. Like, I'm that kind of like a weirdo. I believe right. in all the omens and negative and positive right. energy. We have one friend, I'll call him the dark cloud, and if he sits at your table, you're doomed. Mm. You just have to get up right now and leave. You know you know who I'm talking about. People, everyone has one no, in their do. crew. You know what I'm talking about. They do. By the way, uh, we got some trades in the NBA. Some trades What's going happening? on, Ed. Uh, NBA trade deadline. It is at noon. We're watching to see what the Warriors do. But the Indiana Pacers, guess what? The Warriors are not going to have to see Buddy Hill today because Buddy Hield is getting traded to the Sixers. Oh, my God. For Marcus Morris, Furkan, Korkmaz, and three second-round picks. Three second-round picks. Stay Buddy Hill going to Philly. Buddy Hill going to Philly. The trade the Lakers never made. Shout out Kate Scott. This kid's Buddy Hill, baby. Marcus Morris getting traded from his hometown, going to Indianapolis. Good trade-off for him, I guess. I don't know. Sixers lost 7-8. But anyway, no, the casino floor is fun, man. That's why I don't know what I'm going to do when I get in Saturday night. Do I just stay at the casino? Well, I know the first thing I'm doing. Slots. I'm getting a bottle of Mucinex because every time I go through the casino floor, the cigars and the cigarettes give me an automatic sore throat. See, you always get hurt. 
You, I worry about you. I, I just, like, we could walk to Allegiant Stadium. I'm going to be worried about you snapping your hammy or something. Nah, I'll be good on that. Seems like this things, weird things happen for you. And uh, I'm feeling good. I put 40 minutes up the other night, and we lost. Uh, our season's over. George Borges? Yeah. yeah. He, we he lost by to the ground. three. Was he not happy? Dude, we had five guys. I mean, one of our guys got hurt. We just, we just, we, we were decimated. George is on the way to Vegas right now, huh? Oh, yeah. He's excited. If it is he? Yeah, he's excited. First class? He wants to go to dinner Monday night. I'll think about it. <laughs> I'll think about it, Georgie. Izzy was not happy with me busting her out saying that she was flying private. But when you fly private, you got to brace it. So, like, look, like when you fly private one day, embrace it. Flex. I doubt that will happen. Oh, man. When I fly private, you're going to get the Instagram picture, the story, everything. Embrace it. Shanahan's 44 years old. How old? 44 years old. <laughs> Dave Johnson says, you're the oldest 40-year-old on the planet. Who, me? Yeah. Well, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> 44 years old. <laughs> For some reason, he is the author of a twenty-eight to three loss. Yeah, I don't get it. They went eleven and five. They won the NFC South that year. He was the assistant coach of the year. So, and he gets labeled for being too aggressive in a game where he's the OC. And I feel like that is the start of a negative perception of him in these big games. So, one day, it's absurd. You know what? In the offseason, you know what we're gonna do. We'll do a video series on that Super Bowl 28-3. I'm down with that. And I'm going to break down every play call that people misremember in that Super Bowl. Because I remember everything in that Super Bowl. Everything. Everything that happened. Tevin Coleman getting hurt. Alex Mack playing with a broken leg. Uh, their left guard. Right guard got hurt on the final possession. Holdy call that nullified the Muhammad Sanu catch that would have got them right back in the field goal range. Everything that happened. But because everybody keeps telling me twenty eight to three, he didn't run the ball. He didn't run the ball. When he did run the ball, they had a second and two. Next play, they get called for a holding. Then Matt Ryan gets sacked. But then on the flip side, it's Tom Brady on the other side. So you want Shanahan to get conservative with Tom Brady on the other sideline? Doesn't make sense to me. But I've done this exercise many, many times. Okay, well about the twenty eight three Super Bowl, and it disgusts me. You know how hard I've been on Shanahan. Mm -hmm. I've been very critical of Shanahan, especially the first five years of his career with the handling of the quarterbacks, whether it's Jimmy or whatever. Just pick your guy, dude. Just get your quarterback so we can move on and let's play football. Stop complaining about Jimmy. Move off him. But anyway, that Super Bowl, I got Kyle's back. That's on Dan Quinn, not Kyle. So twenty nineteen. February of 2020. I think it was February 2nd. Niners have a 10-point lead at a second half on Kansas City. And they crumble. And it's not just Kyle. To me, the entire team crumbled. The defense crumbled. The quarterback crumbled. The offensive line crumbled. Yes, the coach uh, has a million different you know, things that I thought he got right. away from, whether it's the jet sweeps, whether it's not running the ball with Mostert earlier in that game, who was coming off one of the most historic NFC Championship games ever. That one... That one, I think, yes, he deserves criticism yep. for. Not, not sole criticism, but I get it. He's the head guy. He's the play caller. I get it. That's his hand-selected quarterback. That offseason, Seth Wickersham says, that offseason in 2020, mm -hmm. they have a chance to go get Brady. Seth Wickersham says in this article, he thought he could win a Super Bowl with Nick Mullins. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. He was telling people, this is Shannon yeah. telling people inside the building who are coaches, we can win with Nick Mullins. You know, that's a gift and a curse because I believe that was shit ahead. He believes his system could produce anything, P produce greatness with anybody. The confidence, twice, in the confidence which okay. I'm not mad at the confidence. Okay. But at the same time, you need some talent, right? And the fact that he didn't think he could win with Nick, I believe that he believed he could 
win with Nick Mullins. And then the Sunday night Philadelphia game happened, and Nick Mullins is benched in the fourth quarter. What was at the beginning of 2019? What was the article? Who wrote the article about? Michael Silver, I believe. And what Michael Silver, say? he said that sources inside the 49ers organization said if Jimmy Garoppolo starts off slow, they could turn to Nick Mullins fairly quickly. And a year later, he's saying that he thinks he can win it all with Nick Mullins. Which is crazy. And then 2020 is a disaster. And he, he flips over the Nick Mullins card. And how'd that look? Did look good. And what did they end up doing that offseason? <laughs> Maybe because Mullins had a dis- decent deep ball. When he dropped the Trey Lance. Uh, you know what I thought was interesting, real quick, before you keep cooking, was when Seth Wickersham, you know, he was just discussing the Shedahead offense and how half the league run some variation of the Shanahan offense. If people are trying to pick the brain of John Lynch at the senior bowl, I'm basically like, you know, what is it about his offense? What, what what do you guys do so well? What's the big secret about it? They're not giving up any secrets, of course. You know, and they talk about the power, the physicality that the Niners play with between the tackles. They love to run the ball. They always talk about running the ball 30 times a game. If we get to the 30 number with the rushes, that means we're – you know, we're winning the game. Mm-hmm. I feel good about where we're at during the game. Um, I need to think about the spacing, all the spacing that he creates, all the illusions and the window dressing that creates the space in the middle of the field and outside the numbers. And then they brought up math. Math. I think analytics are a big part of Shanahan's process. I'm not saying all of it. I'm not saying to the level of Daryl Morey with the Philadelphia 76ers. But I do think math is an equation because they always talk about the end of the first half. We want to have the ball at the end of the first half, and we want to double up. We want to control the clock. We want to make sure we maximize possessions. But having the ball at the end of the first half, we feel good about. So that's an underrated aspect of Shanahan's offense, I think. Not only the physicality and all the spacing stuff, but they do rely on analytics with their offense and their scheme. You know, as you peel it back and you talk about Mike Shanahan's entire philosophy of the run game, he liked to get to the outside zone yep. because that's where the numbers were, where mm-hmm. he could have more blockers than there were defenders. Yep. And you pull those guys away from the middle of the field yep. to honor those areas, which opens it up for the passing game. So in your mind, like you call it math, I call it spacing. Yep. Angles, you know, very much like when we play pool Algebra. billiards. Algebra. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> no, I, I think I think you're I think you're on point with this. There's no doubt about it. I mean, but but B, he's been wildly successful. And he has had some failures. Yep. You know, I mean, 2021, they win seven of their last nine. They're a wild card game. Uh they they back in, or not back in, they win against LA on the final game of the year. They upset the Cowboys, upset right. the Packers, then they're up ten against the Rams, against McVay. And McVeigh has the thing that Kyle doesn't have. That's the separator between the two of them. The quarterback. Quarterback and the, and Super, the, Bowl. And the Super Bowl. The quarterback and the Super Bowl. Had I put Stafford on the Niners that and year? Jimmy on the Rams, is that too simplistic to say the roles are reversed? I don't even think McVeigh settles for Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's yeah. At that point, <laughs> you're probably not It wrong. was obvious that year is your that Shedhead was. There's friction. I at some point, <clears throat> and maybe it happens if they win the Super Bowl on Sunday. At some point, we're going to get a resolution or some details about the relationship, the inner workings of the relationship between Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan. Because somewhere along the way, it soured. I don't know if it was after the ACL injury. I don't know if it was before the ACL injury. Because everything was kumbaya those first. Remember, we came in, we were like, "Oh my God!" Is it- That's when the station turned into a Niner station. Is it ever just one thing in a relationship, though? No, it's a totality yeah, of things. Exactly. Things add up. Now, I don't know if it was the offseason, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo going ghost on people. 
That's not a good thing. No. I don't like hearing that about my quarterback. No. Right? I'm I'm with you. So, but something happened along the way to where Kyle was just done with Jimmy. He was done with him. Well, if you're someone like Kyle, as the Wickersham article, you know, alludes to, this guy pours over film. He is a film junkie. And I'm sure there are things on the film that Jimmy left out there. Because anybody who watches back the Niner games during that time, yep. if you're just a casual, you don't have to be Baldy. You don't have to be John right. Madden. You watch back, you're like, oh, my God, they're leaving points on the board here. Yep. Now imagine being Kyle, the guy that's creating the plays. And you're having to pour over your film over and over and over and over again. And you're seeing mistakes all over the place. Yep. That would drive someone mad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, this article... With Shed Ahead talks about his creative process. And Seth Workership said it could be dark and volatile. His former assistants have trauma bonded over having to endure it. And if it. Even if he does make them leave the office on Friday afternoons, unlike many coaches, so they can spend time with family. One leaves for a better job elsewhere, another steps up, eager to learn, eager for the career opportunity, waiting on the other side. If you work for Shed Ahead, you accept and consent that there's a that there's there's a discrepancy in stature between himself and everyone else. He is, after all, not just a shed ahead in football. He's also just not an offensive coach. He's a total head coach versus the defense and special teams. That was intentional. When Kyle decided to enter this insane profession, Mike told him two things. Well, more than two, but two stood out. One was that Kyle needed to work with someone other than his dad, proving himself without nepotism stigma, which, of course, which is why he went to Tampa Bay with John Gruden and company, too. He needed to know the entire game if he wanted to be a good head coach. And he needed to learn the defensive side of football, which is why he sat in defensive meetings out in Tampa Bay to learn both those things. So I think the thing that Kyle, you know, people can scream nepotism and all, he's Mike's son. Mike said, before you coach with me, you better go learn to coach elsewhere. You need to prove to me that you're able to do this, son. Hell, Mike even told him to move quarterback, change positions in high school. You're not a Natural throw of the football, yeah. son. <laughs> you know, it, it's always funny when we, we, we throw these nepotism things right. around. Mike doesn't own teams. Mike's not the one making the hires. Right. Now, do people hire people they know and people they like? For sure. And there are influences on things like that. But that's everywhere. You, you know what a lot of young kids who I've coached, you know what they say? Hey, Coach Joe, can I put you down as a reference? Yep. And I go, absolutely. Absolutely put me down as a reference. That's how everyone in America gets their jobs, because mm -hmm. of reference. But at the end of the day, once you show up on the job, whether it's Kyle Shanahan or you're working at a grocery store or you're going to be uh, helping a contractor out, are you good on yep. your own accord? Yep. Yep. It's a meritocracy. It you're is. either good or you're not. Kyle's clearly good. He is good. Now, did he get opportunities that others might not have had? Sure, Absolutely. I'll accept that. But he's made the most of those opportunities. You know, it's funny. I was talking to Scooty Berry, our buddy Scooty Berry. Yeah, love Scoot. And his daughter's out in London studying abroad. So I had to talk with her because she wants to get to the business. Oh. And I said, you know, don't be afraid to use your last name. <laughs> I know a lot of people who have a last name that is very successful. Mm-hmm. And they fail. They succumb to the pressure of living up to that name. Or they fail with the opportunities. Or they've just had everything. So they're just like, I don't really need to work that hard because I already have everything. I'm comfortable already. I told Scooter's daughter, I said, hey, use that name. But when you get the opportunity, show them why you earned the exactly. job. Exactly. Because nepotism is one thing. Exactly. You get your foot in the door. How many sons of broadcasters or, you know, journalists or agents that we've worked with in this business, in radio, and we've seen their work ethic. And they get in, and they fail. 
For sure. Because they don't really want it. So what you do with the opportunity, yeah, sure, you may be able to get in totally quicker agree. than, say, a Joe Shasky or a Bonte yes. Hill, but what do you do with that position? And Kyle is obviously Flores. He's taking that, saying, look, I got an opportunity, but he worked his way up. Yeah. Grad assistant. I'm going to be a quality control coach. Okay, I'll be the wide receivers coach. I'm a Houston Texans. What do you know? I'm an OC now. now I'm going to go with my dad in Washington. Damn, my dad got carried to Washington. Let me go to Cleveland. Then let me go to Atlanta. Let me figure this out. So Kyle is taking advantage of his opportunities, and he's proven to be one damn good head coach. Well, he's excellent. I would say that in life, we talk a lot about what's fair and what's not fair. When you and I both know life is not fair, and it'll never right. be fair. What I tell everyone, you know, not that I have the secret sauce or anything, is life weeds out the weak. If you are weak-minded, yep. have weak work ethic, if you are uh, weak in terms of how you treat others, yep. you will get weeded out in life. Mm -hmm. I truly believe in that. And I feel like as you look now and you look across the rubble, at how many mo moments in Andy Reid's career was he considered the weak one? Yep. And now look at him. Now look at him. You know, I was listening to an argument about Andy Reid, and they were saying, had the rules on offense changed 10 years earlier, are we sure he wouldn't be Belichick and Belichick wouldn't be yeah, viewed differently? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. It's a very interesting point he was ahead of, of the game in the way he's evolved. Exactly. He's evolved better than Belichick in his later years. Absolutely. In terms of offensive mindset, football, no one understanding his weaknesses in, let me get Spags in to run my defense. I understand defense, but now I can focus on offense. And think about the evolution of his offenses, <laughs> going from traditional West Coast to spread game, to window dressing, to all the motions, to five wide, to four this, wide, jet sweeps, trick plays, you name it. Did the, did the Alex Smith playbook look like the Patrick Mahomes Absolutely playbook? not. Not even close. <laughs> not even close. But he maximized Alex Smith. No, I will say he no got, doubt, but he, that's the essence read, of coaching. Yep, that is coaching. That you know, is coaching. and so I get, I, I, I come back to Shanahan, and I say to myself, like, you know. I'm a true believer in all of these heartbreaks make it more sweet yep. for when you actually cash it in. And I'll use my own example. My wife and I tried to have children for the longest time. Mm -hmm. And it, years, years, and a lot of heartbreak. Now I'm the happiest dad you've ever met in your life. And <laughs> I've it's it's not perfect, right. but I've salvaged every moment. And I truly believe that like all of the Trials and tribulations leading up to it made it that much sweeter. Yep. And it made me appreciate it. Think about how many kids get a car at 16 years old. I know. And they get one yep. gifted to them. Yep. They don't work for it. They don't. And what do they nine times out of ten do? They wrap that car in. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.